Welcome to the Imperfect Church Podcast, a podcast for the imperfect church and the imperfect pastors that lead them. I'm Ryan Reed. And I am John Martin. And this is the Imperfect Church Podcast. Well, it's Memorial Day. Oh, this is Day. for real? <laughs> I guess so. I mean, it's working. I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> okay. Let's Do you hear the going. sizzle of the grill over here, John? <laughs> it the, is Memorial Day. The clink of the mm-hmm. uh, the spatula. Splash of the pool. The splash of the pool. The yeah. cool, refreshing Kool-Aid. <laughs> I don't know. Oh me. You got big plans. Tea. You got big plans for today? My whole family's in. I say that. Oh, my really? in laws are in. My sister in law's coming in. Yeah. We are gonna grill some hamburgers for lunch or some awesome. hot dogs for lunch and some hamburgers <laughs> for supper. Uh, you better be getting there. Yeah, I actually gotta run by the store. Uh, we actually <laughs> we planned ahead yeah. so that we would not have to go to Walmart on Memorial Day. Right. And guess yeah, where I'm yeah, heading yeah, when yeah. I leave here? Walmart. Walmart. Won't right. you go to the IGA or the Piggle and Wiggle? Well, <laughs> I said, I said I could do that. My yeah. wife said, no, I need you to go to Walmart. Uh, okay, I, I got, got some you. other things I want you to get. There you go. There you go. So, do as you're told. That's it. That's it. Would y'all have a good day yesterday? We had a good day yesterday. We yeah. were a little slim. Were y'all slim yesterday? We were very slim. Man, I'll tell you what. I wonder if any other church was <laughs> slim yesterday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think they were. I was telling Ryan before we got started that uh, just four weeks ago or so, we had a big day, right? Big we day. had Easter, April the 21st. Uh-huh. And then... Uh, you come to yesterday, and uh, it's totally different. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. kind of a kind of a disappointing crowd. Yeah, uh, but that seems to be the way the calendar rolls. That's right. Uh, it's interesting if you look at church data. Data. <laughs> what data uh, are you looking at? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, I would just say generically, every church that I've been a part of has peaked around Easter, drops right. off in the summer, and right. builds back up after school starts back. Yeah, that's very true. That's the way it is for us, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So what do you do during those times of slumps? That's what we're going to talk about today. Well, let me just begin by saying you lament. You, you, <laughs> you get on the podcast and you, you get on the podcast and you talk about them dang church members, yeah, terrible folks, that's uncommitted, right. uncommitted, ungodly, that's right. don't love Jesus. That's it. Mm. Yep. Uh. Get you. For real. What do you do? All right. Well, this has been the Imperfect Church Podcast. <laughs> and if you enjoyed this podcast, like, yeah. rate, and review is on iTunes. Yeah. And- it can be hard though dealing yeah. with those ti- mm-hmm. those times, you know. And I know part of it is our pride. That's it. We enjoy a full a full chapel or That's a full it. sanctuary, and then when you come to days like yesterday, it's kind of like, well, where did all those people go? Yep. You know, and so you kind of hurt your feelings a little bit. So, how can we maintain the? Uh, how can we maintain the energy and uh, to press forward even in the midst of this summer slump? Because it's not just going to be yesterday. Yeah, I mean, for the next two two months, really, we're going to kind of have in a, a, a depressed congregation. That's right. That's right. So how do we how do we deal with that? John, <laughs> I just ask you. Uh, well, you know, I think uh, I think for believers and for pastors in general, I think the first way that we deal with that is that we don't attach too much significance to the number, the physical number of people yeah. that come every Sunday. Which is, I, I hear what you're saying, but it's tough. Uh, <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. But that is very hard to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, you, I don't know how how closely you watch numbers, but I'm, I'm a numbers guy, mm-hmm. unapologetically a numbers guy. Yeah. I, I like to look at trends and watch numbers. And, uh, you know, it's, it's difficult whenever you look at a difference between one Sunday to the next of almost half the people, Yeah, you know, you're talking about half of your congregation that was here last week is not here this week. 
But but looking at it at the bigger picture, does that mean that those people have lost their faith? Mm-hmm. You know, does it mean that they are backslidden? Right, no, right. it doesn't mean that. It just means that this week is a convenient weekend for everyone to get out of town. School was out last week officially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I think you have to consider those things. We have uh, in our area something that's very unique, the Neshoba County Fair, yeah. which is not your normal fair. Mm-hmm. So the weekend before and the weekend after the fair, guess what? There's not going to be anybody at church. Yeah. And again, it's not because their spiritual condition has fallen mm-hmm. necessarily. It's because it's convenient to get out of town those two weekends, right? So yeah. I think we have to, uh, even though we look at the numbers, we have to maintain that it's not, it's not tell. If someone misses church, it's not telling of their spiritual condition. Right. And it's not telling of the pastor's position. I think right? so too. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like uh, for the pastors, we, we try to justify ourselves in a lot of ways. We, we try to measure our worth yeah. based on uh, the, uh, the response we get or right. based on the, uh, the amount of people that are coming. Yeah. And yeah. when we don't see a lot of people, we think, oh man, well, I'm worthless. Right. Yeah. And it can yeah. be discouraging when you work all week, you, you toil on a sermon, you mm-hmm. have a word, you feel like this is for the people and you show up and the people aren't there. Yeah, and you because you're going to do just you did just as much sermon prep this past week, right? As you did the week before Easter, yeah. More than likely, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's it's not any different for us. Right. The same the same amount of effort and prayer and uh, consideration is going into it, and so it it can be kind of discouraging when you offer it. But uh, you know, you can have a sanctuary of 500 and uh, only 200 are listening, right? Or you can have a sanctuary of 200 and only 150 are listening. Mm, you know, yeah. you really haven't lost that much. That's right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So a lot of times those big number Sundays that we come are, are more artificial uh-huh. than the low number Sundays yeah. are, right? And I think it's also helpful to, to realize that uh, the Lord knows who is going to uh, occupy your sanctuary yeah, next yeah, Sunday. Yeah, He knows who's, who's walking in the door. Yeah, And so as you prepare, it's easy for us to think, uh, Lord, I had that person in mind. Lord, mm-hmm. I felt like this message would have been uh, would have been encouraging for them, or yeah, would have helped yeah. them. And they're not here, and yet we have to trust the fact that God is uh, God is in control. Yeah, that uh, yeah. His providence has not failed. Yeah, and that He is sovereign over these things, and He will apply His word how He wishes. Yeah, sure, that's good. And you know, it's another aspect of this when we talk about dealing with the summer slump, I think pastors need to communicate with their congregations that it's okay. Mm. You know, a lot of, we need to say it's okay that everybody's not here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay yeah. that the numbers are not grand, right. uh, because if you're not careful, you were talking about how uh, pastors can uh, can assign. Uh, large numbers with their with their success and small numbers with their failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, congregations are doing that as well. I mean, they know if you're doing it, they're right. also doing yeah, it, right. and so it can be encouraging for us to say, "Look, you know, this is this summer can be a good time for us to 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 focus on our discipleship or right. to do something different, so as to take advantage of what is a lower attended uh, yeah. a worship service." So I'm saying. When you deal with the summer slump, not only does do the, does the pastor and the staff need to be encouraged, but I think the church needs to be encouraged as well. Yeah, yeah, and we need to we need to realize that uh, a summer slump doesn't mean the church is closing the doors. That's right, right. And so yep. we need to encourage the people and say, "Hey, listen, this is the summer. We're going to make it through it. Yeah, and yeah. we're going to get the grace that God has given us in this yeah. time." Yeah. So you know, even we think about pastors in, in the summer. I, I'm missing in the summer a few times. Uh-huh, uh, I'm, uh-huh. I'm going to the Southern Baptist Convention. Right. I'm going on a mission Praise trip God. to the church. That's right. So even I'll be out a few times. Yeah. And so yeah. uh, we have to uh, we have to understand that this is sometimes people are fluid, more fluid than they ever have been. Absolutely. Because we in America are affluent. Yes, we are. So we're able yeah. to go on vacations, and that's fine. Yeah. Uh, but we just need to take advantage of the grace God has for us week in and week out. Yeah. 
each Lord's Day yeah. and communicate with the people. You're here. Let's see what the Lord has for us. Yeah, and I I don't want to give uh, I don't want to give a free pass for for missing worship. I mean, I understand there are reasons why we need to miss worship. Just right. like you, I'm going to be out some this summer. Uh, again, we've got the Southern Baptist Convention that's right near us, so we'll be missing it. Stop yawning. I'm sorry. I just... <laughs> I had an early morning. I mean, you know. you're making me want to yawn while I'm talking. We're about to take a siesta. <laughs> I'm going to be out some. Uh, the convention is right near us, but we're going to take vacation, yeah. right? I mean, there are going to be there are going to be opportunities for us to be out. And I was out just a couple weeks ago because of a, of a, a graduation ceremony. So, uh, anyway, I, I think that it's permissible to miss a Sunday worship. Mm-hmm. It's not permissible to habitually miss right. a Sunday worship. Right. So we're saying, yeah, the numbers are going to be low this summer, but you're hoping, you're hoping that it's different people missing every week. Yeah, yeah. You're, hoping, you're hoping somebody hasn't just said, hey, we're all for the next two weeks. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're all for the next two months or whatever. So uh, anyway, I would say encourage, encourage your people to still maintain their attendance during summer, recognizing that some people are going to be out. Some people are not going to be there every week. So dealing with summer slump, encourage yourself. Uh, I think what you've said, put your worth in not in God's grace and not in the number that's there. Encourage your congregation uh, to be faithful. Anything else, how we can deal with the summer slump? Um, I don't know. You got anything? I'm all fresh out. <laughs> I'm, I'm over here now. I'm, I'm, yeah, for real. I I'm can, not I at can, all. I can read that today. Whew. Uh, you And you should have slept in today. Today's Memorial I Day, I should have slept in today, but I, I did not. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna what we're gonna do now is we're gonna talk about some creative ways to do summer ministry. So, what are some things you can do different? Yeah, uh, because because of the summer slump, I think we we recognize there's going to be a summer slump. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, maybe 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 your slump isn't going to be as bad as my slump and all that other right. good stuff. Right. But uh, there's gonna be there's gonna be movement during the summer. So yeah. let's take advantage of that time. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, several churches are going to mix things up during the summer. It's yep. going to be I like to think about our summers as almost like an experiment. Uh-huh. Uh, you have yep. less people there. Why not change it up and see what you can do with it? Right. Maybe uh, tweak some things and and maybe yep. those changes stay permanent yep. or maybe you just say, "Hey, just for the summer we're going to try this." Yeah. Because if you do say just for the summer we're going to try this, you almost get more permission. That's right. Mm-hmm. If you say, "Hey, we're making a change and we're gonna, this is what we're going to do on Sunday morning or this is what we're going to do on Sunday night." Wednesday night, people are going to say, well, I don't like that. Right. Well, if, if you put an end date on it and you right. say, hey, this may not work, this might not, we might not find this as successful, people are more likely to say, well, okay, we're only going to do it for two months anyway, That's right. and I'm only going to be here half that time That's right. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so what does it matter, right? So yeah. I think it does give you permission. The summer gives you permission to do some right. things creatively. And I, I know folks that have had uh, summer revivals yeah where they've done uh, each uh, Sunday night in the summer they've had a different speaker come right, right yeah. and, and sometimes that can bolster support in the church yeah. and that can encourage membership at times that are easier to miss yeah yeah uh, so that that's that's a good idea uh, maybe even uh, changing uh, summer times changing what yeah, you do sure. uh, you know those those wonderful long summer days yeah, are great yeah. Sunday afternoon to try to, to to shift up discipleship training and maybe right. do a visitation, right? Or even maybe find unique ways to have service. You know, it's a, it's a pretty day outside. Take yeah, advantage yeah, of the weather. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have I mean, a have an outside service. Yeah, sure. Uh, w- what about this? Before we we're going to actually go through each service individually and try to talk about them. But w- what about not having service? Ooh. What is your opinion on? So it's uh, it's the summer months. There's a slump on Sunday morning. There's definitely a slump on Sunday nights. Mm, yeah. What are, what are we? What are what if we don't have it? 
Sunday you know, night, Wednesday night, maybe the second worship service that you have on Sunday morning. Right. W- what if you just cancel services? You know, I, I feel like each church is autonomous and they have the freedom <laughs> to do that. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to be dis. I, I'm going to. I'm myself. I am not going to to go that direction. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like if you, if you look just uh, historically, uh, we have we have cut back the amount of time we spend at church right. uh, for a while now yeah. in America. Yeah, and I, I feel like we we don't need to necessarily remove that. I think yeah. we need to gather if people are going to gather. Yeah, and, and I think so. And I, I'm not so sure that you have to gather in the sanctuary, right? Yeah, you know. And I, but I do think there needs to be some type of activity. Uh, as, as much opportunity as we can give people, yeah. because again, people are spread so thin. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. one of uh, one of our friends and uh, one of my dear friends, Gary Pimenter, he always mm-hmm. says that uh, that one day churches are going to wake up and they're only going to have Sunday morning worship mm-hmm. because the church is going to lose Wednesday night before they mm-hmm. lose Sunday night, mm-hmm. and we're seeing that in our area already, where uh, basketball games are being played on yeah. Wednesday nights, softball games are being played on Wednesday nights. We may lose Wednesday night culturally before we lose Sunday night. Yeah. So, so Gary's encouragement is, is to hold on to Sunday night yeah. as long as you can, because you may wake up one day and that be the only other service, that be the only second service that you have right, is yeah. Sunday night. Uh, so, I, my context too, and, I, and context changes these things, but uh, but my people are not for not having it. You know, it's yeah. kind of like that. Uh, I'm not going to be there. Yeah, but, but we I better have. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be there, but we ought to have it anyway. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, we we do have some sense of uh, of service at every one of those times, but they're unique during the summer. So yeah. Sunday mornings, what are some things Sunday morning that you can do differently, creatively, mm-hmm. uh, because of the summer slump? Yeah, well, one thing I do with my preaching is I pause my main series. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You've got a lot of people out, and so I want to pause my main series. We're going through the book of Matthew. We're, we've hit that pause button. Yeah. One, because I, I don't want to bore people with the book of Matthew. Right. Right. So let's been pause. In it three years. I've been in it for a little bit. Not three years, <laughs> but I've been in it for a little bit. So let's pause a little bit. That allows me to catch up on my study of the book of Matthew. Yeah. But yeah. it also allows me to kind of change direction and do something unique in those yeah. summer months. And so yeah, that's good. Uh, this summer, we're going through the Ten Commandments. Yeah. Last yeah. summer, yeah. we went through the, uh, Psalms. The, the, the book of Revelation. Oh, that was Psalms. It might have been. It, it was Psalms. One year, last year, one year, one year we did we did a summer of Psalms. We did I a summer love of Psalms. That you don't remember. It, I, I think that was two years ago. Summer okay. of Psalms. Then three years ago we did kind of a uh, let's examine our worship. What does it mean yeah, to worship? Yeah, when yeah. E- each Sunday we looked at a different aspect of worship. Mm-hmm. I think it's good for the people to say, "Hey, we're doing something fresh, something right. new." Yeah. And it's not a uh, each sermon is a, is a standalone, so they don't right. miss as much if yeah, they yeah, ha- yeah. if they have to yeah. miss. Yeah, and I do that as well. Of course, I don't. I, I preach through series, shorter series than you do. But right. uh, but anyway, we'll begin a new sermon series this Sunday mm-hmm. uh, as kind of the mark of summer, and right. we'll finish it as the end of summer comes. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, we had a unique experience talking about creative ways to change up Sunday morning worship on uh, during the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have three pianists in our church. Yeah, uh, one is the our regular pianist, and we have two others that that also play for us. All three of them were gone yesterday. Wow. That tells yeah. you a little bit about yeah. <laughs> our congregation yesterday. So we had we had an acoustic worship set. Yeah, you know, just acoustic guitar, a couple of acoustic guitars, and a box drum. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was kind of our worship yesterday. Yeah. And you get permission to do those sort right. of things when you're in the summer slump because yeah. you go. It's not, hey, we're changing our worship style to acoustic. Mm-hmm. 
Instead, it's, it's hey, what else are we gonna do? Yeah, everybody's know? gone. This is this is yeah. what we've got yeah. left, kind yeah. of deal. But it was fantastic experience, you know. Some of those songs that uh, are so wonderful, hearing them in an acoustic set just makes it even That's more right. worshipful, yeah. in my in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, uh, some of those things you're forced to do, like that worship thing, but others, like what you're saying, you can do. You can change up your sermon series to match the summer. Do yeah. more standalones, so you don't have to be there every week. Mm-hmm. And two, you don't have to stand up and say, "Well, if you remember last week." We cover. Right, you don't yeah. have to explain every. Right. Spend your sermon time explaining what you did last week every week. So, and I know a lot of people that really take advantage of that time between Mother's Day and Father's Day. I know yeah. two churches right now that are both of them are doing series on the family. Yeah, between yeah, Mother's yeah. Day and Father's Day. Right, and yeah. and you know that's a that's a good time that to kind of step back and say. What can we? What What are some topics that we can discuss yeah. expositionally through Scripture, right? And kind of take a break from these major uh, book studies that we're yeah, doing. And yeah, I think yeah. that's a you're free uh, in in the summer to experiment. That's right, and I think it's a great time to do so. Yeah. All right, Sunday nights. So, what are some creative things we can do on Sunday nights uh, for during the summer? Yeah. Well. First, you are going to have if if Sunday mornings slump, then Sunday nights are going to plummet. It is. It is. Uh, generally, I don't know what the the stats are, but generally, you're looking at uh, on a regular time, your Sunday nights are going to be at least half of your Sunday morning. Yeah, I'd say fifty percent is healthy. Yeah, I it, I don't know that it's healthy. Fifty percent is uh, yeah, normal. It, normal. Let's say fifty percent right. is normal. Uh, so. What I did last year really worked well, and I and I stole it from another person. I, I might have stole it from uh, my brother-in-law, Jason. Uh, but we decided to take advantage of that summer and really try to emphasize the end of the summer and the coming back into uh, August. And so we did a Disciple You on Sunday nights. Yeah. And what we did is we really emphasized those. We, we, we asked people, give us the last four Sunday nights of your summer. Yeah. The last four. That's what we want. Can, yeah. you, can you commit to give us those? Yeah. And what we did is we had uh, we had three different classes on three different topics. We had uh, we, anybody could go to any class, mm-hmm. and we had a uh, it was it was a fantastic reception. Yeah. In fact, now this year I've got to figure out what we're going to do because people want to do it again. <laughs> well, you need to be figuring it out because uh, it's it's coming. It's June, that's right. Bro. That's right. Uh, so what we found out though is that by emphasizing our discipleship training on Sunday nights, mm-hmm. that impacted every other service mm. because if you're going to be there for discipleship training on Sunday night, yeah. you might as well stay for service. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. if you're going to be there on Sunday night, yeah. you might as well come on Sunday morning. You, you right? kind of feel obligated. Kind of feel obligated, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, so what we found is that that really helped pick up that slump and get that yeah. slump back into uh, normalcy. Yeah, that's Normalcy? Good. Normalcy? I don't know. It's one of those. <laughs> Put the mal in normal. normal. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, it got us Put back the to malice in normal. Got us back to normal. That's all. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, that's good, uh, and I think that focusing on discipleship is a good because you have a smaller number of people right. again. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to disciple the masses, right? You're, mm-hmm. You have a smaller number of people that you're trying to walk through some concentrated topics. Mm-hmm. Probably, I think you did like spiritual warfare, or didn't you do something like that? No. You did, did, <laughs> Well, since I remembered what you preached on last that's summer, right. I thought I remember what you did. No, that's not. We did a. I did a class on cult theology. Cult theology. Yeah, yeah that's. It. Uh, then we had a class on evangelism. We had a class yeah. on biblical womanhood. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So on Sunday nights, we take advantage of a, uh, the opportunity again to try something different. This mm-hmm. is probably the uh, the sixth or seventh summer that we've done uh, what we call life groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sunday school we call Sunday school. 
Sunday nights, we call them life groups. And basically, they're home groups that meet together Mm -hmm. that do a video-based Bible study together. And we have to be real careful uh, with that. Uh, I I love life groups because I love the fellowship part of it. I I love the community part of it. And people will tell you that that is uh, one of the great joys of our summer is getting to open up your home and share it with people inside of our church. Uh, But also, we're not doing anything very deep as far as study is concerned. Mm -hmm. Uh, because, uh, you know, while you have a facilitator, you don't really have a teacher yeah. in that moment. And so, anyway, we're doing uh, a Robbie Gallaty, uh study this, this summer uh, called Knowing Jesus. It's six sessions. You'll watch the videos in your homes. You'll have a brief discussion about it with uh, some study guides that we're providing. And, uh, and then you'll fellowship together, mm, you yeah. know. And it's a great uh, inroad for those people who have been kind of on the fringe. Yeah. And, uh, and they're, they, they're invited into someone's home yeah, and uh, they're, they're loved on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're brought in. But now, having said that, we do that during the summer on Sunday nights. That's not something that I see us doing every Sunday night right. during the mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't think that's, uh, I don't think it would endure if mm-hmm. we did it all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But because we know summer's going to be down mm-hmm. and we, we're given freedom to do some things differently, we do life groups on Sunday nights. Uh, and yeah. I, go ahead. And you may be surprised at what does seem to endure. Yeah. You know, yeah. you could change something up and, and, and your church really buy into it. Right. And then when you start hearing people say, why don't we do this year round? Right. Yeah. Uh, then you start yeah. tweaking it and say, is this something that is feasible yeah, can to do we, year yeah. round? Yeah. And I think that's summer gives you that opportunity. It does. And we have done Sunday nights. We've done mission projects on Sunday mm-hmm. yeah, nights where good. every Sunday night we met at the church and we went into our community and did something uh, different. We've done that before. Uh, Sunday, Sunday nights, uh, you're, you're getting a committed core. Yeah, group of people mm-hmm. that honestly, in my experience has always been that committed core is going to buy into whatever you put before them right. for the most part, uh, because they trust your leadership and you know mm-hmm. they're they they're they're sold out to the bride of Christ. Right. And so Sunday night gives you a lot more flexibility, in mm-hmm. my opinion, than Sunday morning. As does. long as we think about it well, right? As long as it's <laughs> yeah, thought yeah, through yeah, yeah. well, sure. That's yeah. one of the things you you have to think about. Uh, you're dealing with you are dealing with the committed ones yes, in the summer, yeah, especially yeah. on Sunday nights. Yeah. And so, uh, for their sake, think through these things and figure right. out well, what is something that's going to bless them this summer. Right. That's right. And I, I you mentioned it D- using Sunday nights to do uh, mission right. type work within the community. I think that's good. One of the things that we do uh, every Father's Day on Sunday night is we go out to the to the local um, Turkey Creek water park there and we grill as a church and yeah. we you know have a have a time of fellowship and things like that are just just fun. Yeah, they you know, are. a few years ago we had a, a the couple that kind of works in our flower, flower bed the man had brought some mulch from his house and just so happened that mulch contained watermelon seeds. <laughs> and so we had a few watermelons growing in the front of the church. And so oh, what we did one, no. one Sunday night during the summers, we cut into those watermelons. Are you we, serious? We sure did. We had a watermelon <laughs> fellowship that grew the watermelons there at the church. Watermelons you know? in the flower bed That's of it. the church. That's it. So, uh, you know, stuff oh, like that can, can really uh, help the fellowship of <laughs> yeah. the church. And Sunday nights are just great for that. Oh, that's good. That's awesome. All right. What about Wednesday nights? You know, Wednesday nights are going to be are going to be difficult. Uh, <laughs> and, and I find Wednesday nights are difficult all year. They are. They are. Um, I, we are committed to uh, Wednesday nights being our prayer meeting. Yeah. So that that's going to be a difficult time. Mm. So what we try to do is we don't try to do anything super different on Wednesday nights during the summer. Yeah. Other than we are gathering together, we are praying through Scripture. Yeah. And and we, one of the things that I'm trying to be committed to is 
not prolonging the service because we're supposed to meet an hour. Yeah, I got you. So let's gather and pray. Yeah. And when we're done praying, uh, I'll give it a devotion. But if we still have 20 minutes after I get done, I'm not going to just ramble for 20 sure, minutes. You sure, know, let's sure. let's break and let's fellowship a little bit. And yeah. let, you know, uh, l- let's use our time wisely. Yeah. So that's what we do on Wednesday nights. <laughs> yeah, Wednesday nights uh, is, is different for us because our children's min- our student ministry maintains throughout the summer. Yeah. But our children's ministry does not maintain throughout mm-hmm. the summer. Yeah. So we have to do a l- we have to do more of a Sunday night worship service mm-hmm. on Wednesday nights because our children are involved inside of it as well. Right. You know, in other words, we can't do thirty minutes of silent prayer right. with a room full of children. So this summer, we've got a really unique opportunity that uh, that I'm excited about. We have a lady in our church who has written a children's uh, who's written a children's devotional book, huh. and it's it's just a, a, a short devotion, six short devotions on the character of God. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so our kids will be in there. Our parents will be in there. We're going to. Uh, I'm going to talk about the character of God just briefly, mm-hmm. and then and then send those Bible studies, those devotional books, excuse me, home with the parents and say, mm-hmm. "Hey, do this devotion this week, one day this week." Yeah. You know, just to kind of tie the kids into it because our kids' ministry doesn't go throughout the summer, right. which is a unique thing you know but for our workers it's greatly appreciated yeah. mm-hmm. and so you know whatever you're probably not going to be running full force right during the summer on wednesday night so you've got to find ways to include those age groups if you don't those age groups are not going to come yeah. and their parents are not going to yeah. come mm-hmm. because there's nothing quote happening right and that's gonna kids. that's gonna contribute more toward a slump so, it is yeah. yeah it's gonna make it really really obvious right mm-hmm. on, on wednesday nights we try to we don't have wednesday night suppers during the summer but we we try to do food mm-hmm. you know we we do some kind of you know snack or something that right. sort of thing just to kind of give people an opportunity to fellowship as well right, yeah. that evening so wednesday nights though are probably the most difficult i'm gonna say they're the most difficult to figure out yeah. anytime and, and you can use wednesday nights everybody's every church is going to be involved in some sort of vbs most yeah, likely they are. yeah and you yeah. can use wednesday nights to prepare for vbs yeah, yeah. you know <clears throat> How how much more effective would our VBS be if we started uh, maybe giving a ground floor for our kids yeah. uh, or uh, even our adults a couple Wednesday nights before that summer yeah. week yeah. comes? Yeah. Yeah. So you can use that, and you can easy, even carry it over to the next week after VBS. Well, let's gather together yeah. and let's 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 kind of rehash some of these things, and mm-hmm. uh, you know that that idea. Can so be what you're really saying good. is, do the adult VBS on the Wednesday nights leading up to VBS? Yeah, possibly. And, and one yeah, of the things that we've it. done in our, our last church is uh, a couple weeks before VBS. We, as the adults, would uh, go over the music. Oh yeah, but, yeah. and so you know, it's funny. Our adult time, we'd have a time of prayer and everything, and then all the adults would get up and have the children in there and Learn practice, how to dance. practice the dance moves, right? Dancing so, up in uh, the church. So house. you know, stuff like that can can help to uh, get excited for VBS. Yeah, use Wednesday yeah. nights as a time to go out and invite people to VBS. Yeah, yeah. But to but to to leverage all of these uh, Sunday night, Sunday morning, Sunday or Wednesday night to leverage them for the uh, the events that you do have in the summer. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that's those are great ideas. There are some other things that we do during the summer that we really don't have time to go into and talk about uh, specifics unless there's one particular you want to talk about. But you know, you've got. Both of us have mission trips right. this mm-hmm. summer. Our churches are going on mission trips. And we can trips. incorporate those on Wednesday nights. Yeah, I mean, sure. The, what we try to do the Wednesday night before we go on our mission trip is we, we make sure that all of our mission folks are there that Wednesday night, and then we pray <laughs> over them, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we, we, try to, we try to incorporate these things. Yeah. So, you, you know, we've got kids camp. You've got uh, student camp, which is always encouraging for our, our kids and our students. And 
Uh, anyway, you you just got some, you know, like for us in our community, we've got Union Day, yeah. which is our our festival, right. you know, our craft festival that mm-hmm. every community has just about nowadays. We've got that coming up in a couple of weeks that uh, that you know you can leverage that opportunity as well to do some ministry. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway, there's a, there's just a lot going on in the summer, and as depressing and discouraging as dealing with the summer slump can be. I think there's some creative ways you can deal with the with those moments Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. They can they can really turn it away from a slump and it be an opportunity. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but you need to be what, John? What do you need to be? <laughs> you have to be intentional. Praise the Lord. Yeah, That's you do. Right. You have to be intentional. You have to plan this stuff out before. So. Anyway, I, th- I think those are good. My, my encouragement to everybody would be don't let the summer get you down because yeah. it really can get you down. Hey, it, it personally, can. we're fixing to talk about what we're reading, but for a pastor, summer is a great time to read more mm-hmm. yeah. because there's not as many people uh, bothering you. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> You know, there's That's not it. as many people in your face during yeah. that summer. Summer is a great time to plan out the fall. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, plan out the next spring. Mm-hmm. Summer is a summer is a great time to get out of the office and into the homes of your people. Mm-hmm. You know, make some visits. That's right. Summer is a is it's just a it's a great time to get away with your family. Yeah, some summer the summer slump is not a uh, a problem to bemoan. No, it's not. It's it's a an opportunity to seize. It is, and I think we just have to be real careful. We don't don't let it get with don't let it get you down. Don't let you it know? get you down. Don't let it get you. Down. That's right. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. All right. Well, we are finishing up. And yeah. uh, John, what are you reading? So I just finished uh, the the dragon and the lamb. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty good. I, 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 this is what I'm going to say about the dragon and the lamb. I think everybody needs to read it, mm-hmm. and I think that uh, that the the issue that they are addressing is so prevalent in the minds of pastors. Yeah. Even in the one me as I was reading, yeah. I was like, some of the things that I do. I may be doing it seeking mm-hmm. power right. that I'm not supposed to be seeking. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it begin. It's a, it's a, it's one of those uh, really question your own motives books. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I think it's I think it's good. I mean, it's not it's not an academically written book. It's a it's a written by two guys. One of the things that drives me crazy about books that are written by two guys is that they tell you who they are when they're writing. Yeah. So like they say, I Jim. John. Yeah. yeah. I wish people wouldn't write that way. Which it's a pretty common way of writing now, yes, but I is. wish I wish people wouldn't write that way. That's my only complaint. But anyway, it's a great book. There you go. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? Well, what are you reading? Uh, I'm I'm still um, swimming in early church doctrine. So that's good. Uh, I'm, I'm. You need just, to hurry up and read the way of the dragon. I need way of the to, lamb. but I'm trying to get through all my uh, doctoral reading first. So yeah. uh, I just finished Early Church Doctrines by Kelly, and it's you know a magisterial text yeah. of early church doctrine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I'm reading right now "The Way to Nicaea" by Beer. Wow, B E H R. So um, yeah, I'm getting a whole lot of that. Um, Did you say you're going to Walmart to get beer? Yeah, that's right. I'm going to Walmart to get beer. That's right. Uh, so yeah, I got a fun fun story about that. Uh, my first my first month here um, preaching. I preached a sermon about uh, looking for your opportunities in town to to bless people and to, to minister to people, mm-hmm. uh, and then to, uh, to to take opportunities to share your faith. And right. uh, that was on a Sunday uh, morning. And then that night, uh, I went to Walmart to get some yeah. stuff. Yeah, and I only had a few things, or I, I, I had so I had a buggy full. And I noticed a guy came up and he was carrying one of those massive, I don't know, hundred pack of beer, you know. <laughs> and, yeah, and he's like you know juggling it in his hands. He can't hold it, oh, and God. he's behind me. And that was back before our Walmart got self-checkout. Yeah. And, of course, he's struggling with this. 
And I thought, this is my opportunity to be kind. And so I said, go ahead of me. And so he went ahead and he thanked me and he got up there to pay. And wouldn't you know, his card didn't work. And I thought, well, I'm not going to buy the beer for him. Uh, so he kind of just set it aside and left. And then the woman uh, rung me up and everything, and I got my total. And I thought, that's a little high. Yeah. I paid for it, and I started walking out, and I started checking my receipt. And I noticed she charged me for that 100 case of beer, oh, you know? no. And so uh, – <laughs> You had to go home and explain that one to Jordan? That's right. So I got I, – I, I noticed that on the way home. So I got home. I unloaded all the groceries, and I told Jordan about it. And she said, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going back to Walmart to get my money or to get my beer, yeah. you know? <laughs> Uh, and so went back and got my money back. And I told the woman that. And she, of course, I, I told her, I'm a pastor. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Of course, then I told my church, and they thought it was funny that, you know, a month in and I'm buying beer at Walmart. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but that, no, I got my funny. money back. So. Oh, well, good. Good deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. That's it for the day. All right. Well, uh, John, we appreciate all of our listeners. We're almost to 50 uh, ratings. We are four away. We have 46. 46. So yes, we are. Four people have not done it yet. And you're listening to this podcast <laughs> and you're thinking, what am I going to say well more than four haven't done it that's right more than if four the numbers are correct it. that's right uh and it will take you less than five minutes yeah. to uh to to give us a five-star review and to yeah. say i like the podcast yeah hey tell somebody else about the podcast too that's I mean, right it's been uh we've had a really good season so uh, tell everybody else about it we only have a few more till our uh to our anniversary yeah episode which we're looking for and we to. have really enjoyed watching the growth and watching uh hearing the, the feedback from you guys mm-hmm. uh we, we appreciate y'all so much you are the reason why we are able to come and act a fool on the podcast yeah. so <laughs> yeah. we really appreciate that yeah, so if you've yeah. liked this podcast please like rate and review us on itunes or wherever you get your podcast um and we will see you next time until then keep loving your imperfect church and remember one day she will be perfected in glory